Hello everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a great day. Likes, comments, and subscriptions are always appreciated. Welcome back to another News I Missed, where I go over News I Missed. Sorry if I was screaming into the... I'm screaming in my ear through the headphones, so it sounds like I'm screaming into the microphone. I am currently away, traveling on holiday vacation, so um, the, I will still be making videos... For everyone, but they will be in a slightly different format so that I can enjoy myself outside. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Crypto exchange platform Gemini is rolling out staking services for blockchain scaling solution Polygon. The exchange is making Polygon staking available to customers in the United States. It literally says excluding New York. Hong Kong and Singapore. Actually, I think it's supposed to be available in the U.S., Hong Kong and Singapore, and excluding the U.S., as always. Or rather, New York, same thing. Gemini also plans to roll out staking for other prominent altcoins such as Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot, and Audius, which I've never heard of. I assume it has to do with music. This was said by the New York-based exchange on the new feature at Gemini. We simplify and secure the staking process, allowing you to stake your assets with more confidence in just a few steps. And we protect your staked assets by reimbursing you for penalties imposed by validators on your staked tokens. Matic is currently at, that's the uh, current price. Yeah, so a lot of companies backing it up a little bit are and have announced already support for staking with Ethereum. I mentioned a couple of years ago, it of course was going to come true. A lot of people are constantly looking for passive income. It doesn't matter which investment source that they're in. And now staking is kind of like the brand new thing. A lot of times in crypto, we have things that kind of roll out are promised. People believe that they're going to be a thing. A year later, they completely disappear. Staking has been around for a while now. People know how it works, uh, the promises of staking. And a lot of these blockchain projects, I'm not sure if a lot of them will be around in 10, 15, 20 years, but the idea of staking, I think, is definitely here with us forever as a way to uh, make passive income. So the main news story is that they've added it for Polygon, which is also constantly in the news. Polygon is basically uh, the scaling solution that we've been waiting for for a number six years for the Ethereum network. There are hundreds of projects uh, moving from Ethereum onto Polygon, which is on top of Ethereum. Uh, for the low transaction fees, the free transaction fees, or even some, it's like one cent to perform a transaction, and it's also extremely fast as well. So no surprise there that they would have added it. That's the, almost said Binance. What are they called? Gemini. That's the Gemini is added uh, Polygon staking on their platform, along with Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot and Audius, that is A-U-D-I-U-S. And yeah, let's move on. Also in the news, Binance Us, Binance's American subsidiary, recently announced that it has been granted a Nevada money transmitter license. Binance US now has licenses in a total of seven states. They are West Virginia, Connecticut, Wyoming, Rhode Island, Idaho, and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. That is not a state. I assume the person who wrote this uh, does not live in the states or is not from there. 
the Financial Institutions Division of the Nevada Department of Business and Industry, issued Binance U.S. with the license. Every company offering money transfer services must first get a money transmitter license because we live in the 1920s. There is a money transmitter license available in the United States for each of the 50 states and four territories. State governments may impose their own regulations on the service due to the license. And here's something I also did not know. Consequently, the expense of obtaining a money transmitter license in the United States is quite high. For a single license, one, a state may charge up to $2 million. The time required to get a license is another drawback of this approach. Apparently, it takes months or even years to get a stack of papers saying you can do what you were already doing before. That is egregious to even think, and it's it's no real surprise. Do you remember when we had news before about the SEC and all of their lawsuits, and the only people who actively came out out loud and said something first were the people from Ripple? I think they, what was it? I think they've spent $100 million dollars on legal fees just fighting the SEC. And that's also not even tying to if you get in trouble by the SEC, you have to pay like $13 million penalties. Criminals everywhere. $2 million to file paperwork. What kind of world are we living in? So the news is, um, (laughs) normally the news is, Binance is now available in Singapore. Binance has the paperwork to work in the UAE. Binance can now work in Canada. Binance is working in South Africa. I did not know that they had to get a license for every single state. I am confused why the term United States exists. Like, I don't actually understand it. It's the weirdest thing in the entire world. Uh, Anyway... Good job, Binance. They're always in the news all the time. Binance Coin is still doing extremely well. Everybody loves it. Uh, People were calling them the new Amazon a couple of years ago. Might be a stretch. Stretching it a little bit too much. Who knows what the future holds, but at least they're doing what regulators wanted them to do. This was like major news years ago that apparently Binance was the worst thing on earth because every single uh, regulator around the world was just spewing propaganda about how terrible Binance was because they didn't have paperwork. And now that they've spent, I assume, over $150 million for pieces of paper, are, are they good now? That's the Binance Nevada paperwork. Two, $2 million. News. All right. Let's move on. Next up, Ripple's vice president of corporate strategy and operations named Emi Yoshikawa has shared the recent visit, visited, wow, the recent visit of Japan's Fukuoka city mayor, Soichiro Takashima, to the Ripple headquarters, there's a tweet for it right there with three people smiling. Isn't that fantastic? The Ripple top executive shared a picture alongside the tweet that reads, We welcomed Fukuyoka Shiri Mayor Soichiro Takashima and his team at Ripple's headquarters today! Exclamation point! Fukuyoka is a leading city in Web3 innovation initi- initiatives in Japan. 
Today, Mayor Takashimi of Fukuoka City and people from the International Department visited Ripple's headquarters. Exclamation point. I have high hopes for Fukuoka City. Si- wow. City, which is actively working. It's, it's difficult to say all the words. Don't, don't, don't judge me. Which is actively working on Web3. So, this actually made quite popular news. Uh, it says the mayor of Japan's sixth largest city uh, visited Ripple's headquarters. If you've known any Ripple news for a couple of years, this is slightly unsurprising. Uh, because since around 2017, we've known that Ripple has uh, been partnered with, I think, the largest bank in Japan called SBI Holdings. And they own hundreds of other companies and banks and what have you. And even the head of the top bank in... Listen to this. The head of the top bank in Japan is one of Ripple's board members. So we even had news around 2018 uh, that there were tons of other banks who were buying up XRP as well, what have you, so on and so forth. So I think the news to me that one of the mayors of Japan visited Ripple's headquarters is kind of like, oh, well, you know, I assume all these people know each other. Rich people tend to hang out in the same general circle. So it's not that it's not significant. It's more of a, oh, wow. So you guys are still partnered with Japan. Like you can look up all that news years ago. This was before all the, and I hate the word FUD, but this is before all the misinformation began to run around about Ripple. They've been partnered with countries for a very long time. It's just uh, all the lies years ago that kind of uh, stopped. And also the SEC fraudulent lawsuit that basically stopped them in their tracks. So yeah, we can only imagine what's happening, what they're discussing, or what's been going on. Uh, but for those of you who don't live, or rather, wait, wait, what was it? For those of you who live outside of the States, there we go. Ripple's actually quite popular. They're partnering with every single country and company and have tons of banks using their systems now. So, yeah. That's the mayor of Japan, sixth largest city, visited with his friend, and they're both smiling in a picture at Ripple's headquarters news. Sorry for screaming. And yeah, let's move on. Also in uh, drama news, I'm not really sure. This was also quite, like, this was really popular. Jackson Palmer has taken to Twitter to reveal that he has been blocked by fellow Dogecoin co-founder Billy Marcus. And there's a tweet for it right there. Palmer's strong anti-crypto stance appears to be the main reason behind the move. For those of you who weren't here in 2013, uh, Dogecoin was created as a joke. Don't know if anyone got that yet. It was meant to be like a play on Bitcoin, but of a Doge, which was like the popular meme that was everywhere at the time. The issue was is that, once again, hear me out here, this was made as a joke. And both of the developers knew that. And at some point, one of the main developers, Jackson Palmer, who was usually the one who was kind of like in the news the most, uh, left the space. He said he didn't really care for it. Cool, whatever, it's amazing, I made a coin, blah, blah, blah. At some point, Dogecoin became popular and tons of people were buying it and they were talking about the coin potentially going to $10 per coin. And Jackson Palmer was like, Stop. It's a joke. It's it's just a dog's face on, on the coin. Stop, you know, stop speculating on this thing. 
A lot of people in crypto began to hate him for that because they were like, bro, you're messing with my money. You got to stop saying these things. And he's like, I'm just telling you for the future, it's just it's just a meme coin. It's not meant to be anything crazy. Um, this is around the time when Elon Musk came forward and was talking about how amazing uh, Bitcoin was and Bitcoin was going to do this and revolutionize the world. And then when Elon Musk realized that he couldn't get control over Bitcoin, he went to the Dogecoin people. And that's when the Dogecoin team, or rather whatever was in the news around that time, something about building up Dogecoin to actually be a very big project. And Elon Musk talking about the Dogecoin was literally going to be bigger than Bitcoin. I don't know what is going on there. Jackson Palmer, uh, this guy, still again, uh, came forward and was like, dude, it's it's just a, a joke coin. Like, what is everyone, you know, what's all the hubbub around this entire project. Um, I think a lot of what Jackson Palmer said was completely true. He said that the space is kind of just run by sociopaths who don't really care about other people whose main goal is to try and make money off of the backs of other people who are in the cryptocurrency space, which is a thousand percent true. Apparently saying the truth is, you know, people don't like that. He was kind of shunned from the community. So Jackson Palmer, I don't know why he's still, maybe he's bored, just, you know, to be completely honest, uh, he still is on crypto news and Twitter a lot, just talking about stuff, looking at the stuff that's going on, he'll respond back to people, he'll talk about things, uh, but apparently at some point, the other guy who made Dogecoin, uh, Billy Marcus, uh, became a little bit more vocal about his love of Elon Musk, and then blocked Jackson Palmer. So you know how like sometimes we get news that like a company bought like $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin and there's like one article for it. Or like how we had news before that there was like another um, country or even 40 other countries, like 49 being a fake number, who were thinking about adopting Bitcoin and there were like two articles for that. Well, this news about someone who created Dogecoin blocking the other co-creator of Dogecoin was actually one of the most popular news stories of the day. So see, like when I say that the cryptocurrency space <laughs> makes zero sense, this is this is this is this is this is usually it. Some Twitter users complain that Marcus is too sensitive in response to his decision to block the Australian programmer. Palmer and Marcus co-founded Dogecoin as a frivolous Bitcoin parody back in 2013. In sharp contrast to Marcus, who was known for his almost psychophantic, okay, devotion to Elon Musk. Palmer has been highly critical of the Senti billionaire because Elon... Okay, the news is, um, yeah. Uh, someone blocked someone else on Twitter and the whole space is in an uproar because, you know, that's the worst thing that can happen to the market right now. But yeah, it's called News I Missed for a Reason. And there's always something weird happening, like the thing we were just talking about before. Uh, what was it? Uh, the people from Cardano being in like days of our lives and having like a, a whole dramatic discussion and nearly crying in videos talking about like Cardano's their passion. And it's like, what? I, I don't know what's going on in this space, but I'm not liking it. It's just it's just really weird. I don't I don't I don't know these people. Why should I care that they blocked each other? Jackson Palmer, I, I think, sold all of his Dogecoin years ago. Do you do you care what Jackson Palmer has to say? I I haven't heard the name Billy Marcus. It's been about 39 years, somewhere around there. Anyway, that's the um Shib Toshi Nakamoto 
blocked Jackson Palmer uh, news. Right. Moving along. Yeah. I do hope... Well, there are no Bitcoin transactions. I do hope that you all... Just nothing. All are having a great day. Great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching and or listening and or liking and or subscribing. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. Oh, there's one bus. See you.